All right, everyone. Episode 14 of Stick and Ring Podcast. We're back once again. It is Sunday, January 24th, and that means that the UFC's big fight night is now over. Conor McGregor shocked the world by not getting a first-round knockout like we were promoting, but that's all right. Things happen. Um, but we wanted to give a big shout-out to DraftKings, one of our one of our first and one of our biggest sponsors to take a chance on us. So um, please go to DraftKings. Download the app. If you're in certain states, which we'll list later, you can use the sportsbook to do actual bets on games. But and everywhere else, you can do daily fantasy with them as well. So uh, sign up if you haven't already using the promo code THPN. That'll help out us a ton as well. Um, and just an example of things we've been doing on there. Uh, we were pumping up the UFC fight. There was a huge promotion on how to get pretty much 257 to 1 odds on a McGregor knockout. Now, it didn't hit, but most of the time, things like that do hit. Um, I t- I've, been, I've been getting back into the DraftKings game. I set up my account once again, deposited some money, and I started out with just some some nice little dip your toes in bets. I was getting some daily fantasies on some football. I bet a dollar and guess your boy made $10 on that one. So some would say <laughs> nice. I'm on a heater. Some would say I'm a fastball clocking in at 99. Um, we'll get, we'll get some bets later on. That I've been doing as well, but just so everyone's aware, hockey is a thing on DraftKings. Don't just think America football, baseball. Don't just think that it's got NHL. You're covered there. And one of my favorite things to do is be just crazy, irrationally positive about the Canucks. And so what I did is I just went on a nice cheap lobby, a dollar buy-in with, I think, nine other players, again, for the Ottawa Canucks matchup, and I'm going heavy. I got Pedersen, I got Bertanen, I got Miller. Pedersen's my captain. I'm all over Big Tuna. We got points coming. Points are coming this week. So don't fret on the Canucks. Please fret on DraftKings. Download promo code THPN. Top-rated sportsbook app now. Once again, promo code THPN. Must be 21 years of age or older. The states I was talking about is New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania. I think Michigan might be on there now as well. Also, Virginia, I think, passed a bill today. So there's some other states passing it as well. So if you're in those states, definitely look up the sportsbook and do some live betting on games there. Uh, if you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Like us, we're with it. Thanks, DraftKings. Oh, harder, baby. All right, everybody. Guess who's fucking back and who's stoked (laughs) on today? Stick and Ring Podcast here with Josh Rath and your rich motherfucker, Elijah. How are we doing today, guys? (laughs) Good. Raph, how you doing, pal? I'm not bad, Josh. How you doing? Um, in the words of Baker Mayfield, I woke up feeling dangerous. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. I woke up feeling dangerous, that's a, boys. That's a sick line. What man. did you do that made you feel so dangerous today? Oh, we'll get to that. But let's go to Elijah. Elijah, how are you doing, buddy? Okay, wait, real, um, quick, real quick, real quick. Before we go to Elijah, can I bring something up before we get too far away from the ad read? Yeah. 100%. Elijah, so did you listen to the, the the cuts that I made on the last ad read that you did? Yeah, yeah, where you just like blast. Like I sent you the whole file to yeah. hopefully cut out all my fuck-ups. And I just kept them all in there. Yeah, and Why you, were even, you, so... even edit, you even edited it this time to make yeah. it, and to make it sound more, more fluid with yeah. the fuck-ups. Sure, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But why were you so confused the last time when you recorded by the word Indiana? It wasn't that I was confused. It's because it's <laughs> written in an abbreviation. And okay. like... The abbreviations usually IND, and I look like on all sports. I don't know if it's officially IND, but yeah. I was looking at it and it said IN, 
And I was like, the fuck? And I, I had never, in all the podcasts that I listened to, I've never heard Indiana in, like, in that list of states. Yeah. And so I just saw it. There. I was like, the fuck is Indiana doing? <laughs> yeah. There's like this really audible portion where it's just like, <laughs> you just like start reading and then you kind of stop. You're like, the fuck? You're like, Indiana. You've never seen the word before. I'm like, all right, okay, cool. <laughs> Indianapolis. I thought, Indiana, what's that? No, I, uh, I, yeah, I took a shot on that whole Virginia and Michigan thing. I'm pretty sure because there's other sports books in Michigan. I imagine Dra- DraftKings is one of the biggest ones out there. Hey, uh, yeah. They definitely got to be out there for sure, I think. Um, no, I'm, I'm down. I'm getting back in that fantasy stuff. It's fun stuff. Yeah. I, but hey, let's, you know what that, and sorry, last thing, but that fan, the DraftKings thing is perfect for a lot of people that we know that listen to our podcast that aren't big gamblers too. Cause it's not, there are options for, for hundred dollar buy-in, $20 buy-in, but there's, there's options for like a quarter buy-in where you play with like a thousand people and you have a chance to win like a hundred bucks or 20 bucks, but you only have to put in 25 cents. Like if, if, if a lot, if huge gambling is not your style, they still have options for you, which is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, let's get back to your gambling. But with this <sighs> podcast, we are we are big gamblers. Yeah, we're he- heavy hitters. Allegedly, no quitters. We ain't spitting out here. We're home Josh. run hitters. Yes, <laughs> yes. Josh, do, why do you want to do this? Do you want you want to lead in? And I'll come yeah, over, or do you yeah, want me to come I, over? No, you? no, no, okay, no, no, yeah. no. I'm gonna be the nice little appetizer to your okay. main course. Yes, sir. So I woke up today. It is, uh, I guess, the conference games that happened in the NFL. So Chiefs against the Bills, and then it was Packers against the Bucks. I had a hundred bucks from winning one week in fantasy. It hadn't even been given to me yet. Um, hadn't even cashed him, and I messaged my buddy who was holding on to it for me. I'm like, hey, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, let's do a two game parlay. I've never actually bet formally on a sports game ever i've done bets with my friends but this was actually the first time and i'm like i'm like you know what let's just do the money line i'll take the box i'll take the chiefs boys here we are boys so the hundred bucks i didn't even spend so technically it was all profit so i won what did i win three i think it was 377 it's not bad fucking huge bet dude Dude, good it, take. Was, it was massive and we'll we'll talk about a little bit more in depth about the the games um yeah. later on but i'm right that's all i have to say i'm right so <laughs> and you know it. what shout out to you first sports bet ever a lot of people usually walk in they don't dive in like you dove in with a hundred dollar bet Did i don't remember you, doing that like i think i probably jumped to the five literally how it happened was elijah gave me two fifth 50 pound dumbbells. He's like, Hey, jump up with me off the deep end. See who can just tread longest. And I'm like, cool, man. I'm like, let's go. And sure enough. So I don't know what I'm going to buy. I don't know what I want to do. I'm definitely not putting the money away. I might even just bet on Super Bowl. So we'll see. Well, yeah, but the cool thing is, I mean, you have quite a substantial amount of profit. Like you were already talking about making like a nice little purchase for yourself. Yeah. It's like just imagine. Maybe you even wrap it, wrap it in some gift wrap and put like a to and from label. Be like to, to Josh from Josh's genius brain. From and the gambling know. master, from the sports gambling master. The future gambling addict, Josh. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think, you know, before, sorry, what were you going to say? I think it's the only time I'm going to do sports gambling. I think I'm going to go out on top. One win is nice. That's, that's one that's thing. It. I don't know. 
this the quote that I was trying to say to you about you was that earlier in the day when you like first the first game had just started, you had said like, you know what? Hey, if I think if I win, if I win a large amount, I'll probably just I'll just cash it out. And I think and I'm done after that. I was like, bro, that's never how it happens. Like that's what everyone says. But or I think you also said like if I lose it, you know what? I'll probably just never do it again. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like it, it might take a it may take a day. It might take a week. It might take a few months. But you'll it might take a year. It might, yeah. yeah. But you'll never be just done. Yeah. The only way you're done is if you're dead. That's what I know. They have me by the fucking by the uh, heel. Yeah, except I have some self control. But yeah. uh Elijah. So I fucking hit a big one. Let's go. I'm so happy, guys. Um, so amongst all the chaos of football and just and just dumb betting and wasting money here and there. Dude, you were pissing my, away money today. Pissing yeah. away money. So yeah, not tons, not tons. Like <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a huge better. I don't I don't bet thousands of dollars or even hundreds of dollars at a time. I mean overtime probably, but not at one time. So I looked at my phone and made a few hockey bets here and there, and I started making some parlays. So in the end of it, I made what's called the California parlay. And I took Anaheim <laughs> against Colorado, minus one and a half, with the Sharks, minus one and a half against the Wild, and the Kings, minus one and a half against the Blues. So all underdogs, all by a goal and a half. For those of you that don't gamble, it basically means that all of those teams that I picked have to win, and they have to win by two. And all of those teams are underdogs in that game. They were not supposed to win that game at all. So it was a dumb bet, to say the least. I put 20 bucks on it. And the fucking payout was four, it's $1,378. $1,378. So the, by far the biggest bet I've ever hit in my life. And all of my friends that know me, they know me as the guy that makes stupid bets and loses them all the time. And so this was... I mean, there was a time where we were at the bar today and everyone, I had the option to cash out for like 300 bucks and everyone's like, dude, just do it. Don't be an idiot. And I was like, you know what? I had like a stupid grin on my face. I got to ride it. Like, I just got to ride it out. Like the end of the on his motorcycle, dude, I just got to ride this. And there was a point today where what, once I left the bar and got home, almost all of those bets were in the verge of busting. Like they were not even, everything was in jeopardy. I was about to lo- win $0. And then an example for the hockey fans here. So we're coming down to the nitty gritty. We're, we're less than five minutes left in each game. Uh, what is it? Anaheim is up 2 nothing. They give up a goal. So now they're up 2-1. Fuck my ass. That sucks. And then I pull in the driveway. San Jose's tied 3-3. So they, go, they gave up their 3-1 lead. That game's in jeopardy. LA Kings were up 5-1. And then I, I pull in and it's 5-3. So like everything's blowing <laughs> up in my face. But slowly, I go home. I come in the house, and before you know it, I walk in. Anaheim gets a power play goal. They're winning their game again. San Jose. I walk in and I start streaming the game, and I st- I, I open up the window to Brent Burns celebrating a goal. They're up four three. Let's go. We're back. And then so from there, I thought, okay, you know what? The Kings they already won, so one game's in the bag. The Ducks they're winning, so that's money. I think I've already won some money. And then I start watching the Sharks game. And so all they have to do is hit the empty net and I'm watching the game and here we go. It's a minute left. They pull the goalie and it's down in their zone. And I, I kind of admitted myself like, you know what? They're not gonna hit the empty net. That's fine. I came close, whatever. It was entertaining. And then they break out of the zone and the guy shoots the puck from center ice. He hits the fucking empty net. And I got to bring Megan on one day to tell this. Like I was screaming. I jumped up and down like a guy that just won the lottery, even though it was like a little over a thousand dollars. And at that point, 
The scariest part is they start reviewing the goal. I don't even notice until two minutes later. Like, there's an empty net goal, and they start, I see them at the booth, and they take the fucking headset, and they put them on. And I'm like, what are you reviewing? Like, why are you doing this? And they, they go on the mic, they're like, the, the goal is being reviewed for offside, and I'm thinking, you're fucking kidding me. Like, there's no way you're about to take this away they, from me. I they almost got you on a technicality. They almost hesitated <laughs> me on an empty net goal, dude. But thanks to the new rule, the guy's skate was not over the line, so they called it a goal, and I started freaking out all over again. So It was wild. Elijah, question for you. Yes. Um, how, no, no, no. I got to catch my how, breath. How, no, that's how, close, how close was that offside call? It was – I never got – so the camera angle that they showed – what it, it didn't really have a good angle of like the line. Apparently right. they had one in building where it was like, it was called the blue line cam. So it was like straight across. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they ever showed that angle. It okay. was definitely close. Like the new rule this year is uh, kind of because of what happened in Colorado in the playoffs where the guy was making a line change and he was actually offside. So they had to call it back. So right. what actually happened is the guy's skate was not touching the ice. Like it was in the air, but it was still over the blue line. So they called it a good goal and like, Oh, Dude, can you imagine if it was a disallowed empty net goal that was the difference of like $1,300? Like I would have – the only thing that would have been a positive is I probably would have went viral for like 15 minutes. And that's it. <laughs> Fuck, man. Bye. Honestly, like what, what a day. And I remember just at the end of the Packer-Bucks game because that was the first one that we watched at the bar today. You yeah. were so deflated. And I'm like, man, I'm, and we get to the next pub <laughs> and you're just like, boys, like I need to like, I need to bet. And like, you're just, you're slinging money around. Not a lot, but yeah. just enough. And out of all the, because you made a couple other hockey parlays that didn't hit, that obviously sounded a lot more favorable than this one. Um, but it was crazy. It, it was crazy to see because you left the bar and you couldn't even focus on what you were saying. You were just locked into your phone. You yeah. wanted to cash out so bad. And why did like when did it actually allow you to cash out? I didn't like, even it, it allowed me when my bets were blowing up. Like when they were starting to fail. Like right. when the teams were coming back. It was like, yeah, you can cash out for a hundred bucks. And I was like, right. oh fuck off. Like no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not doing that. Gotcha. Thank God. I would I would have I would have would have messy if I did that. But Anyways, guys, we're a hockey podcast. We're talking huge yep. hockey bets here, but but we got big we got big happenings. I mean, there's there's big stuff going on in Canucks land over in La La Land over here. We've got some fucking lunatics that are Canucks fans, but then you've got us, the realists. I feel like probably the calming influence that this city needs. The visionaries. Um, yes, of exactly. The fan base. We're, we're kind of like the Dalai Lamas, the the Buddhas of the place. Like we're like fucking <laughs> chill out, everyone. Just trust, trust, dude. Um. So, but here we are. I mean, the, the series against Montreal is over and it was a complete nightmare. I mean, yeah. outscored what I think 17 to 11. I've got some stats written down. Outscored 17 to 11. Outshot 111 to 60. So almost two to one on the shots. God. Uh, the defense was atrocious. Uh, we have, I think we have three injured defensemen now. Um, even though Jalen Chatfield played probably one of the best defensemen that's played, even though he played like three quarters of a game or he played a game and a half or a game and three quarters. He was one of the best and he's injured now. So it com just a complete mess. Um, but amongst all this, we're still positive, Josh. It's just three games. It's just seven games. If you want to look at the end, the beginning of the season, we're two and five right now. 
things happen, dude, right? Give me one sec here. You guys see that? That's, that is a penis. That's right. That That is how the Canucks fucking played. They played like a big, hairy dick. They're so bad. And Elijah, I know we agreed to go in positive into this. Yeah. But, like, the only positive thing is Bo Horvat. Oh, captain, my captain. Thank you, thank you. But nothing seems to be going right right now for Vancouver. And you know what? It, It pissed me off even more because in game, I think it was game two, of the Montreal series, it was the fucking Tyler Toffoli show. Oh, God. Yeah, like, I, should have, I, should have, I buried the lead on that one. I should have brought that one in. Like, talk about the, the fucking salt in the wound. We let this guy walk. Could we have afforded him? What was his contract? Four years, 16 mil? Something like that. Like four so years, 4.24, 4, something like that. Yeah. Um, proceeds to score a hat trick. Comes back game three. Has another, like, what, three points? Yep. Patrick uh, and then two goals the next game as well. Yeah. So five goals, two games. Thanks for coming, Tyler Toffoli. Uh, but you're right. Like, like the defense. And it's so easy to, I guess, like to blame the goalie. But when you have such bad defense, the way that Vancouver was playing, like, is there any share of the blame that we can put on Holtby or Demko? Or were they just hung out to dry like a clothing line? I would say there's definitely a share of the blame, Josh, but only because the last year that we had, and even Calgary teams can kind of attest to this too, is that it's not always that there are bad goals being let in, but it's also the fact that you're not getting a big save. Like you need a big mm-hmm. save. Well, that's kind of what you pay any goaltender for. It doesn't mean that even the worst team that has a goal, the, the team with the worst goaltender in the league, I don't know who it is. They still need a big save once in a while. Like you, you can have the worst stats as a goalie, but in order for us to not lose these games so atrociously like we did, yeah. you just need a breakaway save. You need a two-on-one save. You need a big power play save. Anything like that mm-hmm. would work, right? So, Yeah, and, and I think I think he hit the nail on the head there. I mean, with with goaltending, like you always have like guys that we see as players that are we view them as very clutch, like when, whenever we need a big goal. But I feel like that's where the goalie contributes, is you're right, is like a big save in a crucial moment. You know, like yeah. even if it's a two on one or a, I don't know, just like an absolute wrister from the slot and Demko or Holby just snags it out of the air and it should be a goal, but you got absolutely robbed. Like that is what you need because that can be just as much of a momentum swing, even though there's a whistle and the play's dead and everything doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, it, I, I think I think there is obviously some share of the blame, but just the defense, like they just need to play better. Yeah, so let's jump into that. So some of, some of the goals that were scored were actually humorous. Like the, I think this was the the Hamannick goal on the Tyler Toffoli goal when Hamannick goes for the hit. That might have been that might have been game one, which you might have already covered. I don't think so, but yeah. So it, it, like Hamannick yeah. goes for a hit and Tyler Toffoli's left wide open on a five on five play. Like that's yeah. rough. And yeah, then that was a tough look. Some of the other guys like Quinn Hughes has struggled defensively. He's got some points, but. The guy has been he's been, he's been getting burned along the sides. He mm. puck battles he's not doing great in. Tons of things like this and I mean this is not an ala- uh, fucking analytics podcast but I mean you're going to get the the tried and true here. He's not playing like Quinn Hughes. So No. That's no. that's the statement. That's the fact. We do not have Quinn Hughes on our team right now. We yeah. have we have random Hughes. We have unpredictable Hughes. 
And so a- anything about the rest of the defense? I mean, there's things out there for sure. Uh, I mean, okay, who is Quinn Hughes' defensive partner? Last year was Chris Tanna. This year, I think it's supposed to be... I think it's supposed to be Tyler Myers is what they were going with initially. Like, Myers isn't... Myers is not good. He is not okay, good. That, that hurts my feelings. I, I'm I sorry. Like I'm a big fan. I'm sorry, but he's getting paid six and a half million bucks a year to play the way that he's playing. That's not acceptable. Like, it's not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the three penalties is quite an ugly look. And it doesn't help that Joel Edmondson just rocked his ass at center ice in a yeah. fight. That is that's why the toughest look of all is when you're six foot seven and you cannot win a fight or at least draw a fight. Yeah, like exactly. he did get his shit pumped there. Yeah, um, he he got his lunch fed. Now it wasn't like an absolute like knuckle chucker fight, but Joel Edmondson laid a couple good ones on him, and Myers yeah. didn't really do shit. Who would have thought is Joel Edmondson this tough guy? Like, I think Joel Edmondson. Well, he won the is, cup with St. Louis, and he was, was one he, of the tougher I think, guys. I think I he think. might have been the guy to get into a fight in practice. I think that was the guy. Oh, very well could have been. I'm not. I'm not sure with that one. Definitely not sure. But yeah, I mean, it does Quinn Hughes maybe need a better stay-at-home defenseman? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, that's what Tanev provided. Yeah. It was like a guy that allowed Hughes to be himself when it came to moving the puck up ice, um, you know, operating in the offensive zone. Like Tanev was always like that first one back. Yes, 100%. Hughes kind of put Tanev in awkward situations, two-on-ones and all that. But that's kind of the price you pay with a guy like Hughes. Like, he is a very offensive guy. But yeah. when you have a... a riverboat gambler is what they say. Exactly. But when you don't have a defensive specialist like Tanev in your defensive zone, Hughes is actually going to have to play a little bit more defense than last year, which I don't think he is really capable of doing, at least against, like, a bigger Montreal team as well. Yeah, well, Montreal's not a bigger team, though. I mean, so, they got. Uh, it's a good they point. Got bigger. Yeah, there is a couple big players on there. You're not wrong there. Um, back to Myers. He kind of, you know what? I think the reason I love him so much is because he kind of reminds me of me, both as a person, probably the way I look as well. Tall, maybe a little lanky, completely shredded, sick hair, all that stuff. But also the negative sides. Like he does remind me of what I'd be like in hockey. Like I don't have the prettiest stride. I will cough up the puck constantly. And also in a fight, I've never been in a fight in life, in hockey or anything. I feel like I would get my fucking lunch fed to me, dude. Like I yeah. think, and I think I'm a one punch pony. If you hit me right on the chin, dude, <laughs> Conor McGregor, eyes closed on the map. Good night, Jim Kite. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of defense, like I, that's really all I really have to say. I mean, goaltending. Is there kind of a clear favorite right now? Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I see hope be a little bit more competitive. Yeah, maybe. Probably. I mean, Demko hasn't really shown us a whole lot early on. Again, it is so early, but like not early. I mean, we both agreed, and I'm pretty sure even Raph would agree, when you're in a 56-game season, that 10-game mark, it's coming up quick. Because how, how many have we played so far? We played eight? Seven. Seven. So the Ottawa series, that's three games. And depending on how that shit goes, I mean, what was, what did we say for our worst case scenario? If we said that we're four and five, that would be like the lowest we would go. Yeah. Three and three and well, sorry, we did. I think we did 10 games, right? That was a, 10 so games. Four, so four and six would be an, or was okay. Three and seven was kind of like, eh, okay. Fuck. Three and seven, three and seven is bad. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like if you're if you're a game below five hundred, I think you're fine. So having said that, like we need to win two of three against Ottawa. Like we need to. Well, okay. Like we let's, yeah. So Ottawa's coming up. Why don't we talk? Can we talk about this real quick? Can we just talk about? We've done this once before, I think. Can we talk about the role of this city, the role that you play as a fan, and kind of let let's attack this this principle that everyone's allowed to be a fan in their own way. Fuck that. No, dude. Don't be a fucking idiot fan. Can I can we agree on that? <laughs> yep. Like don't be don't be fucking Franny the freak out after seven games and think that we need to fire the GM, we need to trade our best players, and we need to start sitting all these guys and Travis Green's gotta go. Like yeah. that's I'm so I don't care if you think that's the way to be a fan. You're wrong. Like yeah. I I, mean, I would don't you think it'd be a sick fan base if everyone was out there saying like, hey, remember guys, you thought you were gonna finish top three and then you guys are fucking worse in the league and it'd be hilarious if the fan base just came back and said yes so what dude we're still gonna be better than you like yeah. just unanimously just be, let's all be dicks unanimously let's not just all like try and find the fucking silk like the but it doesn't like, work out like that everybody's just gonna, everybody's just gonna constantly think that they're right everybody's gonna think that their way is the best way to approach the situation it's just like how yeah. you think that the stuff people need to approach the situation people are gonna be saying the exact opposite people are gonna say they need to they need to fire the gm they need to yeah, but they're free hire new players and then yeah, but that's how people are. They yeah. impulse. Yeah, they're the, yeah, they're impulsive. We can agree on that. They're impulsive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably not logical. I mean, probably I, fucking I think, losers. I think for yeah, me, they're going to do it regardless if you like it or not. Yeah. It's just who you choose to listen to at the end of the day that's going to impact you more than anything. Josh, well, there's, there's a couple things. The first thing that I would say is everyone always thinks they have like the perfect solution. And you don't. Like, you really don't. Yeah. Um, however, watching the Canucks last year and how they got off to, like, I would say just sort of a regular start. Like, I think they, they weren't anything special through, like, 10 games. They were probably, like, 6-4. and four. Like, they weren't anything. Like, they didn't come out of the gates hot. They didn't go out cold. But they were just average. Um, but I think everyone, because the playoffs ended so recently, everyone's got this this mindset like, Hey, like we were one game away from the Western conference finals. Like the expectations grew. Um, but I don't know what people were really expecting. I mean, the Canucks lost some crucial pieces and, and I genuinely believe that they're starting to feel the effects. Like we talk about big saves, like look at Markstrom, like he's doing well. Um, and you know, I, like Calgary, like they're, again, they're better than Vancouver. They're not off to the greatest start, but they're at least still stringing some wins together. Um, and I think that would maybe be the first side of it. Now, the second side of this, and I was kind of talking to Elijah about this, and I'll ask you again for the listeners. Is it not in our best interest to maybe have... Quinn Hughes and Elias Pedersen have a shitty year so we can pay them less and not deal with bullshit salary cap stuff. Like, I hate to say it, but like, is it bad to yeah. just be like, let's suck? So instead of paying Pedersen 10 and a half, we can maybe get him down to nine or eight and a half, you know? Yeah, it's an, it's very, it's a very interesting thought. Um, it, it, it strikes me as something that would be a silver lining where it's like, it's something that the positive people like us use as like, oh, all right, that's, hey, that's a positive that came out of this. I don't, I definitely don't think, I don't, I can't see their price taking a huge cut 
from it happening. Like unless they have an absolute nightmare season, which would I don't think that'd be good for the player as the confidence. Yeah. But if it's just if we're just purely talking about like saving five hundred K or maybe seven fifty a year, maybe a million, I don't know. I don't think it would even get to that. Yeah. I, I, I think definitely it's it's in their best interest or our best interest as a team for them to go through struggles for sure. It would be fucking sick if we had a United City. We'd be the first sports team to ever be on the same fucking page. That'd be nice. <laughs> but, I mean, I just don't I, I don't really understand if people understand this part. It's one team gets to win the cup every year. So, okay, you've grasped that aspect. Now there's 16 teams that make the playoffs. Can you grasp that aspect? Now, there are good teams that miss the playoffs constantly. Like, look at Chicago. Yeah, they, Nashville. Every, isn't it Chicago every year they, they won the cup the next year they lost in the first round? Like, Absolutely. I get they're making the playoffs, but that is, like, substantially shorter than their expectations. Yeah, so, like, absolutely. For once, can a fan base just understand that if you don't meet your expectations for the season, it doesn't mean large-scale changes have to happen. Like, if you have a, if you have a core group of players, they're usually on your team for seven to ten years. So yeah. can we fucking have a seven-to-tier-year period where we just support a team? I don't know. I guess I my problem with this whole season so far, and it's more so like the frustration, and it's, again, something that is beyond my control, Ras control, your control, is that this is where I'm seeing that Brock Besser is starting to get back to his regular self. Bo Horvat has really settled into the captaincy, and yet now Pedersen and Hughes suck. And I'm like, yeah. can all you guys just fucking play good for like just all at once for one year? Yeah. Because last year, Besser had a shit year. I would say even Bertanen was pretty like a pretty good contributing piece. Yeah, I would say so. 20 goals, 20 goals yeah. by the end of the year. That's pretty fucking good. Not bad. Um, and Hughes had a was was that a Calder? No, not was he the Calder favorite? Or no, who uh, the he, it was Kale McCarr, but he was neck and neck. It should have, it should have went to Hughes. Just saying, right? Yeah, yeah, casual. Yeah. Um, so you've got now you've got Hughes, who may be going through a sophomore slump. We've seen it before. That's totally fine. Um, but Pedersen, like, it's just I, I feel like sometimes, and I felt the same way cheering for Calgary. I always felt like there could never be a year when everything just went right. Yeah. In the sense of like, it's always fun. It's like, it's like your golf game. It's like a golf game. Your iron's good. Your chipping's good. Your putting's good. Yep. South, your drives are going 30 yards out of bounds every single time. And you're taking drops. Yeah. Like there's just always something going on. And now I would say the biggest thing is we're lacking on defense. And I think we're really starting to feel the effects of that because we actually can't score. Like, remember how many five goal, four goal games we had last year? Dude, we're lucky if we're getting three goals right now, which yeah. is not which is not good. And all the goaltending in the Canadian division, dude, Freddie Anderson, Matt Murray, Carey Price, Connor Hellebuck, Jacob Markstrom. And then maybe like Mira and then I would say Edmonton's goaltending is shitty. So I'm not even gonna throw them in there. That's Regardless, right. you've got five decent goaltenders that have proven themselves year after year. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I'll say. The last thing I'll say about it, yeah, uh, even the Bruins missed the playoffs in 2015-16. So, like, both they missed the playoffs back-to-back -back years. Good teams miss the playoffs all the all the time in a good fucking – in, like, I don't want to call it a dynasty because it's not whatever the word is for a dynasty without cups. Like, if it's just an er in, in an era, 
teams miss the playoffs. So, so I get would used just to say that. I would just say you're just a bubble team for the rest of eternity. Then, well, that's well, it's relaxed on that one. But like, <laughs> you can be a dominating team. I'd rather be the fucking Bruins than the Capitals, who never miss the playoffs, win one cup, and I'd rather be the Bruins who win. Did they win two? Oh, they didn't win two either. But fuck it, whatever. That's all right. Chicago. They, they made LA. it to two. Yeah. Chicago, LA. I'd rather be those guys. So yeah, let's let's end that on a somewhat positive note. Love fuck it. it. Um, what else we got? Just well, we, I was going to wrap it up by just saying up next is Ottawa. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, uh, seven p.m., five p.m., and seven. Ooh, is that right? Are we playing? Yeah, we'll play Ottawa tomorrow. Seven p.m., five p.m., seven p.m. again. So Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, big hopes. I mean, just fucking watch Josh Raff. Just fucking watch us win all three games, and every single person is going to be on this fucking bad wing again. It's going to be crowded as fuck. I guarantee it. Can't wait. And Can't there's still wait. room. We have uh, we have first class seats with the rest of Canucks. Twitter. Select few though. Select few in interviews. Like definitely a fucking sifting process through all you fakers. That's for yeah. sure. 100%. Um, next up though, I, I did leave some time to kind of go around the league and just discuss anything happening around the league. Any teams? I know Dallas. We got some Dallas fans out there for sure. We're probably swacking some from the Hockey Podcast Network channel. But all you Dallas fans, listen up. What a start for the boys. Oh my God! Calm down. They played two games, two They're games, two and zero. Yeah, outscoring opponents nine to two. Josh, pretty damn good. You know what's going to be Dallas's deciding factor? What's that? It's the fact that they're in the same fucking division as Tampa Bay, who fucking beat them in the Cup final last year. So let's just all yeah. pump the brakes there. So let me tell you this. Let me say they they go up and play Tampa. They win five nothing. What are you thinking now? Nah, I'm not worried. Yeah. Yeah, just, just like, just like how I wasn't worried when the Bills were up nine nothing today. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, oh yeah, you weren't worried at all. Yeah, not even a little bit. When you're going yeah. up against the best of the best, no worries. Yeah, it's all yeah. good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> go ahead. You can. You can put. I, I was, was going to say one thing from the last dance. Remember how Michael Jordan was always interviewed uh, with the Utah Jazz, and after they got smoked, he's like, "Still got to come through Chicago." Yeah, <laughs> like one game. You still yeah. got to come through Chicago. <laughs> so that that's it, man. You still got to play Tampa. You can be hey. whatever you want, but you still got to play Tampa. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you still got to go through the boys, man. That's what they're saying in his head. Yeah. Um, I Colorado, dude. They lost. They they made my bet possible tonight. They're they're three and three. They were expected to be a Cup winner this year, which I I've said this before. If they finish third or fourth in their division, high hopes for them. If not first round exit, but high hopes. If they're three and three, I'm not worried. But what people should do is compare your team to that. If Colorado's three and three, the Canucks are two and five. It's not very far off. It's one game, really. True, right? Very, very oh. true. Again, oh, it's still early. Still out. Yeah. Um, um, Philly. Philly. Where's Philly at right now? In the standings. Yes. So they got their division going on. They are. They're kind of in the middle right now. So they're three, two, and one, six games played. Uh, Washington, <laughs> even though Washington had four players out of the lineup for long term somehow, I'm pretty sure they're still winning games. <laughs> that was like, hilarious. So they're three, Washington's three, oh, and three on the year. Top, it, it's just, a, it's kind of a crowded top of the division there. Wait, Philly, three, they're three, oh, and three. So they, yeah, they're holy shit. So they're losing yeah. close games. Yeah, over and over again. That's nuts. Love that. Yeah, yeah well, you, say, got some, really you got some feelings about them? Uh, I mean, who do we know who the four players were for Washington? Ovechkin was one of them. Yeah, it was Ovechkin. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know why I said, yeah, I have no fucking clue. Is their goalie <laughs> Samsonov? I want to say it was Kuznetsov. 
So basically just the Russians. Yeah, it was, it was just a huge Russian party, dude. I mean, Raffle maybe can comment on that one, but... What does COVID? <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many over-under on Nezdrovias that were set in the locker room? Or did, in the I bet, did I bet all the fucking KHL doctors right now have a cure for COVID? So they, <laughs> yeah, probably, just, they probably just took over some fucking needles from Moscow and just brought it over and like, we don't have COVID, coach. We are fine. Hey, you guys be careful about what you say. You know the Russians hear everything. Dude, they're listening to everything. Dude. <laughs> Dude, come and find me in the dugout, man. I'll put some coffee on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was also Kuznetsov, and it was Orlov as well. Ovechkin, Orlov, <laughs> Kuznetsov, and Samsonov. Jesus. It's fuck. The so room of so basically, just, basically just the KGB trade. Yeah. How do you think they were discovered? Do you think they called the room service for the fourth time, and they're like, hello, Belvedere, <laughs> Belvedere. And they're just like not reported to me. They fucking fuck boy don't want to deal with their shit anymore. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's too funny. It, I will say though, the rule that they have on hockey players is fucked. Like the road rule where if you're on the road, you cannot each each player has a single occupancy room and you're not allowed to be with your teammates. Like that's you can't be with I, I don't know if the fine tuning of the rule if you have to, like if you can with a mask on i imagine not because yeah. they're just being super anal about it i get the business side but dude like they're gonna spend half this this season's gonna be five months six months long they're gonna spend half of their time on the road and you're telling right. me that they like i just I, I guess i need to know the fine points of the rule but on surface level that rule's fucked yeah. i'd be out there breaking the rules with the baileys and coffee in my hand immediately okay e can i ask you something what's up what do you think happens to Brad Marchand if he licks a dude's face this year? Oh. <laughs> like, is think, he, like, do you do you give him a saucy? Like, do you have to suspend him? Uh, yeah, I, like I think so. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think he, I think it would be in the moment. I think it'd be Monsters Inc. Like, flute, whatever the fucking number is oh, where they they call and the guy gets a, What is it? It's like a twenty four nineteen. Yeah, something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, guy gets tackled, shaven, and just like done, hosed off, sanitized. That's what should, that's what should happen to him, and that's what he, rem- he reminds me of a big furry ogre. Give him like this short. supreme wash from the shell car wash. Yeah, you know that's <laughs> fucking Brad Marchand is Randall from Monsters Inc. That's who he is. He's fucking Randall, dude. Look at him and look at Randall. He's the same guy, just slimy, <laughs> dude, greasy motherfucker. Oh my god! Um, All right, I don't have anything else from around the. NFL. You got you got nothing, hey? You a hockey guy. I got a fat bowl of nothing. Hey, I got a fat stat for you. Bo Horvat in 2015-16 was minus 30 on the year. Hello to Josh in Beer League. There you go. <laughs> How's that for a stat? You like that? Dude, if I'm not a dash 40, I'll be surprised. Yeah, okay. I'll take, uh, I'll anyways, take the under on the dash 40. Shut up, Josh. We're going to throw it to our internal <laughs> ad read, to our friends at the Hockey Podcast Network. Calling all Jets fans and foodies. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon Rewicki, the host of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. Look, if you love Jets hockey, this is the place for you. In-depth breakdowns from every game, a deep dive into the big plays and moments from Winnipeg's season, and all the Jets talk you will not find anywhere else. We got it for you on Skates and Plates. Plus, if you love carbs and everything tasty, we jump into the world of food as well. Once a week, we also speak with a member of the local culinary scene to highlight their great stories and the great food they put out. So there it is. Hockey, jets, food, drink, everything good in life. 
It's right here on Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, thanks for the boys from over at uh, whichever ad read that is. I have no clue who it was this time, actually. Um, thank you to the Hockey okay. Podcast Network presented by DraftKings. Thank you to the the fellow podcasters out there on the network. They're actually all they are all gentlemen and fine ladies. Like every single one of them, I love them to death. I would I would sit in a sauna with these people or a steam room if they wanted to post COVID. So shout out to you guys. Um, Megan and I are trying something. So in our lives, we live together. Shout out, humble brag. Me and my girlfriend live together. That's right. <laughs> Bet you're jealous of that world. And your rent is just paid for the next couple months. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I should bet. Oh, dude, you know what's better than one month of rent? Those two months. I should get another rent, another month of rent going. Dude, I want to start calling that bet the West Coast Express. <laughs> I, I I want you to come up with a California name. Use California in there somewhere. California Dreaming. That'd be nice. Yeah, California go. Dreaming is a good one. Is there a name on a song like? Hotel California, and I should go buy a hotel with it, like hotel room. I'm pretty sure <laughs> you could relate Hotel California because it's about like a drug addiction to your gambling addiction. If you want, you could do that. I know for a fact if I tried crack, I'd be full blown. I'd be head over heels with that shit. Good to know. Anyway, Megan, uh, what's going on so, with Megan? So we got. Uh, so normally in our lives, we have split duties. Like we've kind of just naturally filled responsibilities within life. Like she's she's more of the clean the bathroom vacuum sweep kind of person as well as cook i'm You're more a dishes a, guy I'm a what dish the fuck is left for you to do <laughs> well I'm the, i am the well don't shit on my duties here dude and i'll clarify because in my duties i'm the garbage guy the recycling guy compost guy so like anything that's outside the house gotta get taken out once a week done that's me i'm also the dishes guy dishes a big thing and that's all i really got to my name however those are the more frequent things. Like I would say dishes is every night. Cooking is every night, but dishes is harder. And I, uh, yeah, dishes is harder. That's a tough one to sell. But recycling and fucking garbage is like, I'm doing that every four days, every week, maybe. Yeah, but that's also one trip. Yeah. Yeah, that's like you throwing a bag over your shoulder and walking like 50 paces. Either uh, way. So what, <laughs> what we're doing, no, it's a lot though. We have a blue bin that fills up every week of recycling. I Every time I go for a second, dude, I've got a compost bin the recycling and a garbage bag all in my hands and I'm fumbling everywhere. So okay. it's a task. Okay. Now we've decided because I think we're both a little bit at odds thinking that we're both doing the harder job. So we flipped starting Monday. She's going to be the garbage compost recycling person, which I'm dying to see. Like I think it's going to be hilarious. Uh, and I'm the cook and I'm cleaning the bathroom and she doesn't think I know how to clean a toilet or a bathtub, but either way. So we're about to see who's got the harder duties. Now, I think you guys, I could just tell from the energy both of you guys are giving off. You don't trust me on this one. You don't, you don't side with me. Well, I think, I think what's going to happen here is she's going to get upset with you because the bathroom is not going to get to a state that you deem as being dirty. And then yeah. you're not going to end up cleaning it until it's too far gone. And then Megan's just going to go and impulsively clean it because she's going to see you as being incompetent when it comes to cleaning the bathroom. That very well could happen, but we put uh, we said every two and a half weeks, two and a half weeks it should be clean. That's fair. Okay. Like right. I feel like I also feel that like Megan or technically your jobs now have everyone would kind of have a different level of expectation, like what Raph is saying. True. You know, like you think you clean the toilet <laughs> and you think it looks good, but maybe Megan sees it and she's like, "No, that's not clean." Whereas like her tasks now are you know, taking out the garbage and the compost and recycling. It's like, it's either done or it's not. 
And same with the yeah. dishes. Like it's it's very like it's black and white. Whereas yours, there's like a certain standard. So I'm curious to see, not necessarily whether or not if you're going to do them, but to what level, ha- to what level of Megan's expectation? Because you're gonna, I trust I'm, that you're going to do them to the best of your abilities, hundred percent. But, but is it's it just not going to be her standard. Yeah, I'm also I'm also interested to see how much your cleanliness standards have changed since you lived with your parents however many years ago. Yeah, that I will I will admit that was right fucked what I used to live like. Uh, yeah. And it was perfectly aligned with my my timeline of life, though, like where I was in life, like being that old and like not having to wipe the toilet seat ever, just letting like hair and shit just grow everywhere on it is nasty. But whatever. Elijah had this phrase where when he peed in the toilet, he'd say, "If it's yellow, let it mellow." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you know what? I like to save water. I'm still kind of like that. I like. I sometimes I feel like I shouldn't flush the toilet out of respect for H two O. If it's clear and it's if it's clear enough that you can't tell that it's pee, you just don't flush and you walk away and hope that Megan doesn't oh, notice. Absolutely. If it's if you're if you're peeing water, you're not flushing it. What? That's, that's a fact. That's everywhere. That's in your house, my your house, Josh. If oh. I'm peeing in your in your bathroom, dude, and it's coming out white, if I've been drinking that day, I'm not flushing. Oh, dude. Oh, Watch out, Josh. God. Sorry. Like I hate to say it, but that's I'm not about to waste 4.0 gallons of water or 4.0 liters of water per flush. If you, ever, if you ever tell me that you need to you need to take a pee in my bathroom, <laughs> yeah, I am making sure I hear that toilet flush. I might fight you if you try and flush it. I'll flush it. Or you, you, you guys you go, can flush it if you come in there and pee into it. Use it. Yeah. That's Josh, fine. I'll just start every time when Elijah goes pee at your house. I'll just walk in and preemptively flush the toilet before I do my business. <laughs> Because we don't know what's in there. Y'all start flushing water. <laughs> flush the toilet, dude. No chance. Dude, that hurts. There you go. Um, It'll balance up the universe of you not flushing rafts pre-flushes. Yeah, there you go. Hey, I did want to take some time to, to chat COVID. Do you guys want to do that again for five minutes? Sure. I want to get your thoughts. Because I've been having different conversations with different friends and different coworkers. And I wanted to see where you guys were at. Right. So recently we had, we had Bonnie Henry un- unveil the vaccine plan and the schedule of what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, given supply and whatnot. And it sounds like based on this schedule that at, at almost at the, whatever it is, like 90 to 95% of the population will be vaccinated by the end of August or September, something like that. September. So, so wh- how do you guys now that's, that's Bonnie giving you a plan and not really saying where we're going to be at restriction wise or lifestyle or business, whatever you want to say kind of wise. Uh, where do you guys interpret this next nine months going like where do you where let's hear when you think life will be back to normal and i don't mean a hundred percent normal but kind of like summer was but maybe even a little bit more than summer like let's say masks are out there but most business almost every business is open there's not really too many restrictions that kind of thing and a maybe that might be the that might just take your answer wherever it needs to go to be honest um I'm going to say it's not going to be done until the youngest age group has their vaccine because I'm still under the impression that adults are the safe ones. Mm -hmm. Kids are the stupid ones. That's where I'm I'm kind of at with it. You know, like people are our age. They're still going out. They're still going to house parties. They're still, you know, like we're a very like, so like, like young people are just like a lot more social, right? Like people that are older, like they have jobs, they have careers, they've got a schedule, like they're a lot more organized and everything like that. 
Whereas like us, it's more so like we want to see our friends and all this stuff. And I think that is a contributing factor. So I think once everyone is vaccinated, then we'll start to see stuff open up, which really sucks because that basically means that are we all going to get two fucking COVID birthdays? Yeah, probably. Uh, Raph, Raph won't. Yeah, I might, I might not. It'll be close. Yeah, I think Raph won't. Raph is in December. You had your first COVID birthday last month. I think I think your second one around, I think you'll will be pretty set and clear. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, Josh, I kind of want to follow up on you for a sec. Now, I, I want to clarify your point because I think, I think I know what you're saying. I think people might interpret it the wrong way. You're not saying that kids are like the most vulnerable. What you're saying is kids are the, the, kids are, are the bigger, bigger spreaders of it all. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because, okay. they can't, because they can't follow the rules. And, yeah. and obviously, like again, this is just my opinion, but why the fuck are high schools open? Why are they open? That is like the biggest cesspool ever. I saw yeah. a meme on Instagram and it kind of made me laugh, but it also kind of made me think. And it's like, can you imagine your kid going to school and then coming home with a different mask saying that, oh yeah, me and John traded? <laughs> like, yeah. you don't think that shit happens? Like, what do you mean? Like, don't you guys remember like the headlights breakout and all that shit? And people yeah. like they would wear a toque and they would like stuff it on your head and be like, oh, I have voice. And they'd run away. Like, dude, like, I feel like that is like the same thing with COVID. Like, yeah. it's like it's like they cough in their mask and then they like rip it onto your face and like they suffocate you with that. Yeah, it it truly is kind of amazing. Um, yeah, Rafa, why don't you jump in for a little bit here? I think I kind of agree with what Josh was saying, but I don't think the the adult age group is going to be the most safe one. I think they're probably going to be the most problematic, especially like the young adult age group, like the one that we're in right now. Because you have a combination of yeah, like younger people who obviously want to go out, they want to party, they want to go do a ton of stuff, and then the older group, let's say like more towards your like late twenties or like your early thirties or even like your mid twenties, who are just very like self-aware of what their beliefs are. You know what I mean? True. Which True. then makes them a little bit more stubborn as to if they're eventually going to get fully vaccinated. So I think this is probably like, yeah, like sure. Like end of August is a pretty good time for a lot of stuff. So reopening, but I don't think people are going to be like fully vaccinated or fully con- like committed to the idea of getting vaccinated until even next year. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of like, it's like restaurants or like, places where people can travel to kind of let loose and unwind are going to require you to almost carry like some sort of permit for lack of a better term, where it shows that like, Hey, like I've been vaccinated. This is a government document. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was so kind of, where um, I for, on. so yeah, it's funny. Uh, that's actually very interesting that you guys both kind of came at it from an angle of uh, like, who are the most, yeah. Who are the biggest, biggest contributors to spreading it rather than who are the most vulnerable from, from being killed by it or being affected by it. Yeah. That's, I think that's where a lot of people gravitate to, but that's a, re- that's a really good point. And it's, it's crazy because when you think about it, it, it's indisputable that that is the group that is the super spread or like the, the bigger spreaders. And we're, and we're the last ones to get vaccinated. Like it's totally right the way it's being done. In my opinion, I don't think we should be the first ones vaccinated. I don't think that, I don't think anyone needs to jump the line, but it is interesting that the people that should be, that could be a different strategy where you, you vaccinate, the people that spread it the most at the same time that you vaccinate the old people, people that are dying the most from it. Yeah. I that's, that's curious. What do you guys think about? So in the, in the months between now and, and August, do you obviously like the hope is that throughout the vaccination program and just throughout everything, the weather getting better restrictions working where, what's kind of timeline do you envision for me getting back to a normal life? Like being able to see friends, family, being able to travel within Canada, restrictions free, that kind of thing. 
um, indoor activities like our sports we talk about? Like, what kind of timeline are you guys thinking? Uh, I'm saying with or without masks. Uh, I would say but back to summer. What summer was? I think summer was you're supposed to have masks. Like, I don't even remember what it was to be honest. But masks weren't necessary to like if you're walking around or going to a store or something like that. They weren't necessary. It was just distancing that was necessary. I believe masks were yeah. just like a recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's go back to that. I think maybe don't include the masks because I feel like that's something wherever where they're kind of at the point now where they they might just include it to the very end just because it's an easy thing to do. I was gonna yeah. say I think I think masks are here to stay until COVID is actually like officially gone. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. But, the, but the other part of the question: Where do you guys think? Uh, uh, late summer, early fall. Yeah. Do, do you yeah. think any progression in the, in between that though? Probably not. Oh, there's probably gonna be like slight openings, like with sports and whatnot. But because we all know how much Bonnie Henry loves physical activity, but like, I don't know. Do you, it's gonna you, be. You, you think like let's say that I think like personally, what I think is, I don't think this Febu- this upcoming restriction renewal thing. I don't think that's gonna be the one where she lets you hang out with like you open up your bubble again to the whatever it was in summertime, six people, four people, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I don't think, I think the one after that, I think she's going to extend it by two to four weeks. And after that, I think that's when we start coming back a bit and we start saying, okay, you can, you can open up your bubble a bit more. You know, you can see, you can have a, a core four, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then I think in the month coming, podcasting again in person. Hell yeah. And I, I think, I think, I think indoor sports are going to be back come March. I think that is, and I think that's all, like even conservative to say, I think that the way the case numbers are going, like they're going down as well. I, I think it's interesting because when this vaccine plan came out, it was very easy to say uh, like August, September, this thing's like, we should be good by then. But it, like I was, that was tough for me to take. Cause I was like, I can't wait till then. And I do, I do optimistically think come March that I'll be hanging out with friends playing hockey again, that kind of thing. I'm hopeful. Yeah, Last I'm question a- on it though. Sorry, go ahead, Josh. I was just going to say my timeline, I'm saying like Raph, like, Late summer, early fall. Late summer, early fall. Last question on it. Give me a date prediction. Like literally give me a a single date on when the Roxy opens up again. What day is the Roxy open? Uh I'm gonna say I'm gonna say what March. Day? Uh actually no, that might be too far in a January. I'm gonna say like February third or fourth of next year. Yeah, so right. Josh, Josh is Josh is close to what I was gonna say. I was gonna say February fourteenth, twenty twenty two. Valentine's. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Some mistakes are being made on that there one. How many babies are born in uh, October? Wait, How many October many. babies are we gonna have? Tons. Not too many. Yeah. Okay, we can move on with some COVID talk. I feel like we hadn't done that in a while. I feel like we talked tons of COVID back in in April, May, June. So why not? Why not dip our toes in again? Yeah. Um. Josh, let's talk some football real quick because conference championships wrapped up today. We already talked about our bets hitting. Um, some takeaways from the game. What do you? What are your takeaways? Let's go and in brief into this. Okay, um, I'm just going to briefly talk about the Packers and Tampa Bay game. Yes, sir. Tom Brady, if you're going to throw fucking three straight picks, do not even bother showing up to Super Bowl. <laughs> don't don't show up. Just don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt Lafleur, what? That's the first time I've heard you say anything like that about playoff Brady. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's playoff Tom. Playoff. Tom. Sorry. Um, Sorry. but he was lucky. He got all this shit done the first half to the point where he didn't have to march in the two minute warning. So that was good. 
Uh, Green Bay, Matt LaFleur, you're a pussy. Um, not that I'm mad that you didn't go for it on fourth down. Obviously, I had money on the box. But just from a football fan standpoint, you're an idiot. Um, but I would never have admitted that during the game. Uh, Jamal Adams, where are you at? Where you at? Wait, who? Devontae Adams? Adams. Or or Jamal? Wait, no, what the fuck? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. There you go. Yeah. I I don't know why I always get this guy's uh, name mixed up. So, what's his name? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Where are you? Jamal Adams. This is is Josh attacking the Seahawks player that hasn't played in two weeks. Where the fuck are you, Jamal Adams? Why weren't you playing? (laughs) Yeah, but. What are you, Jamal? Buddy's in Cuba with fucking uh, Jalen Ramsey after they talk shit to, <laughs> to one another. Um, and then what else will I say? Chris Godwin, you're a beauty. And Gronkowski, you'll show up when you're supposed to. Yeah. In terms of the Chiefs and Bills game, Tyree Kill, you're a freak. Tyree the freak, there you go. Take that. Uh, Travis Kelsey, you are a walking wide receiver, even though you have a TE as your position. Um, and Bill's Mafia, I'm sorry, it sucks. It was, yeah, it was, it was a good flame out of an ending for them. Yeah, it, it, it was very symbolic of what Bill's Mafia was because their table, their their season crashed through a table right there, all yeah. in one, all in three quarters. Yeah. It was over. Um, the Bucks game. I mean, really, what it comes down to as a coach, why why on earth would you take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers and your best player to then put it into the other team's best player's hand to hope that he messes up or to hope that they can't get a first down? That that puzzled me. I'm sure you'll hear it on every radio station, every podcast. Anywhere you hear someone talk about sports, they will say, what were you doing, Matt LaFleur? Yeah. The only thing he's got going for me is he's good looking. Good looking people always bounce back from adversity. <laughs> It's just the thing. I'm pretty sure Brad Pitt has had controversy after controversy. Boom. He's still one of the world's most loved men. Same thing with Tom Cruise. He's a Scientologist. What the fuck? Somehow we still love him. But, so, he, still, but he still yells at people in the middle of uh, Mission Impossible filming. Exactly. Yeah. He's, a, he's a freak, but at the same time, if you saw him in person, little 5'7 Tom Cruise, would you not fanboy out? I would. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tiny yeah. Tom. From Family Guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, like, the, the, the moral of the story is good people always bounce. Good looking people always bounce back. Fact. Bad things happen to good people. Good things happen to good looking people. I think that's that's something I would get tattooed on myself. Okay. Preferably <laughs> when I'm not so fat so it doesn't sh- doesn't shrink down when I get fit again. But, yeah, it'll just shrink into cursive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what kind of writing like, is that? It's called, it's called losing weight. That's what it is. Into, into like Morse code. Like Braille. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should I get a braille tattoo, a little scar tissue? Sure, go for it. I don't know how to do that. I don't know. Stick and poke, do you think that'll do it? Oh. Maybe. Really? Couldn't Maybe. tell you. Um, Super Bowl picks real quick. Raph, let's start with you. Who wins? Yes, sir. That's usually the pick. <laughs> I, I I might side with Josh on this one. I think Brady takes it home again. What? Yeah. I was great. Yuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think Brady brings it home. Good. Hey, good for you. If they come back and lose, you can just say, "Dude, I thought Super Bowl picks is when you choose the loser." Yeah, there you go. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I have this. I have this weird feeling that he wins. What if I, told I don't you, want him to win? And I have this weird feeling that he wins. What if I told you that Kansas City had a European on their team? 
doesn't change very, anything for me. Nothing. I don't understand why you keep trying to pull that card thinking that I'm going to have some sort of bias. Maybe, like, yes, everyone's a bit homer. <laughs> everyone's a little bit of a homer. I feel like I, Elijah I was born like, here. <laughs> yeah, I feel like but Elijah thinks that like Raph is like a Polish spy when really he's I think, just like a regular Canadian citizen <laughs> just paying his taxes and working. Yeah, I'm out here doing my thing for the past 25 years. What yeah. the fuck? Hey, dude, I, I'm just jealous that you have a diverse background. I mean, if I was fucking like, if I was something from Central America, I'd be constantly cheering Central America. I don't know. Elijah, well, don't make me pull some sort of cancel culture bullshit here and call you a racist and then get you off the podcast. Hey, <laughs> dude, what? <laughs> I mean, at yeah, this yeah, point, let's go. Like, God bless, God bless Poland and Warsawa, but I mean, that's the least controversial thing going on with Poland these days. That's the last thing I'll say about that. But I mean, <laughs> there you go. That's still racism again, dude. That's there. Hey, that's just facts, dude. Yeah, <laughs> at CBC, at BBC. There's nobody asked you to bring up those facts. You brought those facts up on your own regard. I didn't bring them up. I didn't bring them up. They brought them up. Mm-hmm. Did. I'm just quoting BBC. Yeah. But like a thought quote. Elijah, <laughs> let's get back on track. Who are your okay. Super Bowl pick? I there's literally zero doubt in my mind. I'll take all that winnings I just made and put it on Casey right now. There's zero doubt in my mind they lose this game. Um, I think what you've seen in Tom Brady, where he wins six Super Bowls in his career, been a ten, um, and you think that that's the the bar. I think when Mahomes start winning three or four in a row, if he stays healthy, that's the bar now. So. Chiefs, right. Chiefs, Chiefs, I'll take it by 10, 20, whatever you want. It's sealed. Oh, baby. Josh um, the tiebreaker. Oh, Jesus. I think Josh like, wants to wants to follow his gut and say Kansas City, but he knows he's got a raging heart on for Brady. I, yeah. Playoff like, Tom. Like my 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 thing. Hey, you're 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 young enough to be his son if you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, he could just walk up once he wins that game and kiss you on the lips right there. You never know. Yeah, you could get a It's actually kind of sick, dude, because I'd sue his ass for breaking COVID safety laws and I'd get paid. <laughs> yeah, um, but then you'll also go down in history as being that guy. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'll put a, I'll put a stain on his legacy. Um, yeah, boys. I man, like I'll throw money on Kansas City, hundred percent. I will. But if I lose, I'll be. Like that would be money well spent. Like I hope that me, <laughs> what an interesting philosophy, makes them lose. Yeah, um, you you are you're hedging your emotional bet is what you're doing. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And like it was the same. It was the same thing today. Like I know that I bet Kansas City. Did I want Buffalo to win? Hundred percent. I wanted Buffalo to win. At, like it would have been sick for their fans. Um, but now the stage is set. You've got the GOAT, the best to ever do it, against the new age and the new era of quarterback, which is Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah. this truly could be, like, I'm not even joking here, guys. Like, this could actually be the passing of the torch. Like, it's a big moment in history. Like, Mahomes has been in the league for four years. He's started three of those four years, and he has won two Super Bowls. In three years as a starter, or he has the potential to do that because he's one yeah. for two. So, I like this guy, man. Like, if he wins two in his first four years in the league, that's more than Rodgers, that's more than Breeze, that's tied with Russell. Like, that's big time, dude. That's that's dude, multiple. Like, that's fucking massive. If and he, then, if he, God forbid, if he goes out and, and if he wins the Super Bowl and next season, blows out his leg, never plays again. Still goes down as one of the greatest ever. Like he does. I would, I would say so. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So that I, I guess like money wise, sure, I'll take Kansas City, but I playoff Tom, baby. Playoff Tom. And playoff Tom. I don't think I've seen Tom Brady be this much of an underdog in a long time in the Super Bowl. Like they are always the favorite. Are they not? Am I wrong about that? Maybe when they played the Giants, when the Giants defense was unreal. Are you kidding me, dude? Or was it the other way around? That was the year that the Patriots were undefeated all year and they were going to the No, 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 but no, no, no. But they played twice, Elijah. You have to remember that. There was one year when the Giants twice? Yes. Oh, I don't know that. Eli Manning's Super Bowl rings only came from beating Tom Brady. Like that's a script tonight. I'm completely blanking on the second one. Yeah, I, I do too. Like there, there was one, there was one. I don't know the undefeated season, and I don't know if that was the game with the David Tyree catch, like the helmet catch. I'm not sure, but they played each other twice in the Super Bowl, and Manning has gotten the best of them. Anyway, I just, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know if, like, I can't remember the last time Brady was this much underdog. Like Kansas City is a fucking wagon, and Tampa Bay is good. They're like they're a good team, yeah. But dude, like KC, man, like I, like I, I don't know. You're I lost. Really don't That's know. Hard. Yeah, it's it, yeah. <laughs> so out of all that, the the general take is I don't know. I, I I don't have a pick. I mean, if what do you mean you don't have a pick? I'll you gotta have a pick. I'll take a pick, dude. I'll take KC, but if I lose, I'm happy. I'll be jumping for joy. <laughs> That's so funny. That's like. I feel like that's how we've evolved as a species. We realize that you don't have to put your entire ego, pride, and everything on the line with a sports game. You're like, hey, either way, I win. That's like how you defeat the world. Yeah, You've now won. Yeah. Um, okay, fair enough. So we got Casey, Casey, and Raffle, the lone shark, going out on T-Bay with Tom hey, Brady. He's, he's not alone. Just like statistically, I'm with he's you, alone. Elijah, but in my heart, I'm with Raffle. He's, he's alone, dude. 33%. I just 33%. can't have I just can't have my heart broken if I just if go I, all in on the box. I can't. When I put it like that, I would much rather be thirty three percent and be alone than be sixty six percent and be on the same side as Josh. So I'm <laughs> I'm jealous of Raph. Josh, there's Yo. lots of room on this side if you want to walk on over. Don't worry. Fine, fuck. Let's go Tampa Bay. God there damn. we go. <laughs> Let's um, go. You can't you can't say you can't say that you that you choose one team, but if they lose, you're still gonna be happy because then ultimately you're not committed to that one team. Yeah, it's like what they tell you with a coin toss. Like that's why they tell you to call it in the air because that's when you're really going to realize what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so our last segment of the day, we've got another edition of Spoiled. Um, why don't we let Raph? This was your pick, so why don't we yeah. let you take it in here? Okay. Give us a little breakdown of what the movie was about, and you can even follow it up with your <clears throat> your initial thoughts. Cool. You know, uh, you just cough up a furball. Oh, yeah, you okay? That was a huge hiccup, like mid sentence. Almost, I, dude. You ever have a hiccup and you feel like I almost like not only almost vomited, but something one of my innards almost came off. That's what I felt like. No, never. But all right. Anyways, uh, so this week we watched Molly's Game, which was it's essentially about a girl named Molly Bloom who had a pretty promising career as becoming like a professional Olympian uh, in was it ski slalom or something like that? I think it moguls. was moguls. Moguls, yeah, moguls. women's moguls. And then she had this terrible accident uh, and then basically just got a DNF and then just never competed again. And then she moved to, uh, I believe it was LA or something, LA. right? 
Yeah. yeah, where she then just started like working odd jobs, and then she found herself working for a guy named Dean, who then started running an underground like gambling ring. He employed her, and then she kind of took the whole concept and ran with it and made it her own thing. And then fast forward, I think it was like eighteen years or something like that, and the FBI breaks into her house, arrests her, uh, basically says that they're gonna put her to, uh, take her to jail for everything that she ran and then she goes and gets a lawyer and tries to get it all sorted out so she can get her money back and obviously not get incarcerated yeah, uh, yeah. And that, that's, go ahead yeah super, i loved it i thought it was a great movie i was kind of skeptical about it um but like the way that they explained everything it was like really easy to digest and really easy to follow like i usually don't like backstories for characters because i find them kind of boring but hers was kind of like sarcastic which made it a lot easier to watch and then just like the whole concept and just like watching how everything unraveled and then like all the people that were allegedly there, like obviously they didn't use their real names, but apparently some people have come to light with it. Like mm-hmm. you saw some pretty good cameos. Like you saw Michael Sarah being like this really big, like Hollywood actor who would start showing up to these like, these like smaller games then eventually come to bigger games and whatnot. Um, I heard a rumor that the person who Michael Sarah was supposed to be portraying was actually supposed to be Toby Maguire. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. I, yeah. I, I Googled this movie after and other people that were actually involved so toby mcguire was yes you're right portrayed by michael sarah but like uh matt damon ben dicaprio dicaprio yeah like there were some heavy hitters that like obviously named in the movie but it was crazy yeah it was not all those people were supposed to be player x or were they all various no 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 no, they were all they all appeared yeah they were like released later on yeah but like yeah. even like the casting for the movie was awesome. Like the girl who played Molly was great. Like Michael Sarah's obviously dope. Love Michael Sarah. You had a mm-hmm. cameo from Joe Keery who was in uh, Stranger Things, who I fucking love. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a guy. Do you guys remember the Russian mobster uh, Shelly? Yeah, the guy. The guy with the painting. The painting. Yeah, yeah. 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 He straight up looked like Fat Cole Sprouse, and I thought that was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like I saw him walk in, I was like, "Is that Cole Sprouse?" I had to Google it. Uh, but yeah, like dope movie, start to finish. Really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've also never watched a movie with so much cleavage in my entire life. Oh, wow. and I was I, I was talking that. to I was I talking to one that. of my coworkers because she was the one who recommended uh, that I watch the movie. So I was like, okay, and I told her I was like, dude, there's like so much cleavage throughout the entire movie, and she's like, what? She's like, really? And she's like, I didn't notice at all. And it just goes to show like how the male mind thinks in that kind of situation. You know what I mean? When it's like presented right there, it's like this is a fucking you'll notice it immediately. Dude, oh yeah, yeah. The one thing like I freaking love this movie like i think so yeah. far out of this entire segment that is actually my number one really really yeah yeah 100 percent. like we might get it no, we might get no, a country Josh old, no country for old men was fine i like honestly like unbroken like they're my picks like i like them but yeah. bro like this movie i'm a huge true story guy <laughs> as you guys can tell from the picks that i've chosen mm-hmm. um this this was crazy. This was a crazy movie. Like this is a comparison I found of like the movie Twenty One, um, about like the yeah. guys that go to Vegas and like count cards. That like, kind of has that feel to it. The actress, um, I don't know her name, but she was she's been in so much stuff. But where I really know her from, are you talking about the one from this one? Yeah, the girl that is Je- Molly. Jessica Chastain. Yes, Jessica Chastain. Um, she was ob- obviously the star in Zero Dark Thirty, and that's where I kind of really mm. started to like her. Would you guys not agree, though, that this actress, Je- Jessica Chastain, is kind of like a... Wouldn't that Angelina Jolie. No, a more... Okay. I don't, I don't want to say evil, but like a more like 
edgy version of like Amy Adams, maybe just because they're redheads and like mm. I think they're both equally pretty hot. But like in terms of like their facial features, like I feel like she's just a little like a little bit more like badass. Like Amy Adams yeah. is like the cute little girl next door, but this actress is like a mirror image of her, but kind of like the more like evil, like kind of bad version. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I, 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 would, I would say yeah, Amy Adams got like the she's got like the mousy kind of look, like the like the soft cute. like she's cute. Yeah, she's got the cuter look where Jessica Chastain's got a bit of a sharper, more hot, sexy look kind of guy. All right, let's yeah. let's let's dial it back here and get back to the movie, guys. Hot hot uh, sexy kind of look on Jessica Chastain. I just Googled it. Yeah. Thing. Um one thing one thing that I also really liked about the movie was the transition in the relationship that she had with her lawyer. Yeah, whose name it, I don't remember. Idris Elba. Well, well, I was, yeah, I was going to go yeah. by his real name, but yeah, by, by his name in the movie. Charlie, I think it was. Yeah, um, Charlie. Something like that. And he, I like how initially he wasn't going to represent her in court because he's like, you basically don't have anything going on right now. And then when she tells him that she has like hard drives or that she plugs her phone into the computer and she has all this like technical data that she doesn't really have, but that's kind of in there in cyberspace, he decides to represent her at the end of it. You know what I mean? Like makes like a split second decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was a really cool, it was a really cool development for the both of them. But the one thing I really liked was, uh, I think when they were talking about like the hard drive conversation, like he hands over his phone. He's like, here, like you can blow up my phone. If I forget yeah. what the reason why, why did he give her his phone? She, he gave it, because she wouldn't trust him with her, her phone and her information and her hard drive because right, she thought yeah. that the moment that she gave it to him, he was going to spill it because she had an incident however many years ago where something like that happened. Yeah. I also yeah. found it very kind of like ironic that like everyone, even when, poker wasn't being played everyone seemed to have like a very good like poker face on the entire time like yeah. her dad uh the yeah. lawyer her like it was just very like straight face and very serious yeah. there were a lot of gambling um, nuances going on the whole time throughout the entire course of the movie 100 percent. like that the yeah. entire scenario was just ironic because it was just a giant gamble like you didn't really know what was going to happen yeah. yeah do you also find it crazy that like she was also her own downfall in that sense yeah because yeah, like she just kept like she was a workhorse obviously and she wanted to try and like her like her dad was a psychiatrist pointed out that she's just kind of there to try and stick it to the man right mm-hmm. stick it to like the people who make a ton of money and just kind of make them feel shitty all that kind of jazz and then eventually like she's overworking herself and then she's fucking herself over as opposed to doing what she wanted to do to everybody else you know what i mean yeah or just yeah just make them lose their money but yeah 100%. it's nuts elijah what do you think of it uh, Jessica Chastain is probably my number one or two actress at the moment. She's one of my favorites. Uh, love her to death. Love the hot, sexy look. Uh, in the same category, same hot, sexy, not even, sorry, not cute, but hot, sexy, sharp, uh, just everything. Idris Elba, thank you very much. Sexy yeah, man of the year one year. Good God. Thank you very much. I think there were rumors. It's not, I think it's done now, but there were rumors that he was going to be like the next James Bond. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, he'd be a, he'd be a great Bond. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be a studly pick, I think. Yeah, um, great characters though. I think Jessica Chastain, the way she plays characters, it, it's. I think this one was a bit more straightforward than other movies I've seen. Um, but I'm a big true story guy, just like you are, Josh. And mm-hmm. I'm also a big poker guy. So this one was right in my alley. I remember watching it about a year and a half ago, and it's funny because the the things like some of the turning points in the movie, some of the big highlights of the movie are that were surrounded around poker were hilarious. Like, yeah, for, for me at least, because I, I feel like I've gone through that. Like the, what was the fat guy's name? Uh, it's not Hudson. Oh. It sounds like it, doesn't it? Harlan. Harlan. Yeah. Harlan. 
what oh, happened yeah. to him? Like literally just such a safe player. Great. Makes a lot of money doing what he does. Just being safe, being smart, using the numbers. And then just one instance losing to bad Brad. Like yeah. I haven't, I will admit I haven't played many games where it's a game. And I think I'm like, there's a, there's a visibly terrible player at the table. Like that. I haven't played many of those games. So I can't really say I've had a bad Brad moment, but I've definitely had a moment where you just you lose a hand that you shouldn't have lost. Like you make a mistake, and boom, you are on tilt. Like it happens at the casinos, whether or not you're. And if you ever play poker, it happens so much more because poker has so much skill involved in it. It's not just luck. So that's yeah. where, like, like when he went on tilt and he just started losing half mil, one point two mil by the end of the night. I was like, okay, like yeah. I guess I'm glad I don't have that kind of money because that definitely would have happened to me. Yeah, but, he was yeah. after blood. He didn't go to his wife's birthday, and she divorced him four days later, or whatever it was. Two days later, yeah, it was days later, yeah. Um, crazy, but I, I think uh, very basic move by what was his name, Dean Keith, the guy in the beginning. Yeah, like you got to if you're going to be a slime ball, you kind of got to realize who you're being a slime ball too. Like you should realize your assistant's pretty fucking smart, like yeah. clearly smarter than you. So if you're just going to try and play the basic route and say I'm going to cut down your hours, like obviously she's going to take the game from you, you fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a basic move by that guy. But the other side, the the last comment I'll have about it before I give my rating is. I love Michael Sarah, dude. Any movie, like, does he just whatever yeah. kind of character he plays, like, it just brings me joy to watch him play anything in movies. He's the same thing as Jesse Eisenberg. Those two, man. Yeah, not so much Jesse Eisenberg, hundred percent Michael Sarah. Fair, yeah, definitely one and two, but for yeah. me, they're a close one and two. Fair. The, and it feels like it feels like the little man's winning. You know, like it, it feels like a victory for the little man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. The one thing I'll say, and then we can give our ratings unless Raph has one more final thought, but the one part I really liked in the movie was kind of like the closure, like the three-minute therapy session with her her and her dad, so Kevin Costner. Yeah. Um, and like the final thing is like, the, the final thing is like that basically like broke her, like made her the way that she is. And he's like, it was a pine, it was a piece of a pine tree that wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, like that's like it just all happened. that happened and i'm just like fuck i'm like i'm like that's like a big like it's always like one of those things like in the movies like you would think about it like late at night where it's yeah. like well if you didn't do that like you know like you kind of you can kind of like dumb it down to that way and the fact that he said that in the movie i'm like fuck i'm like yeah i'm like yeah that happened right. in the way she doesn't wipe out she sticks the landing she qualifies for the olympics completely different life guaranteed like just different yeah um yeah but it's cool it's cool how they it's cool how in the therapy session he also goes over the fact that it's like he's he like kind of like prods her a little bit trying to see why she's against like powerful men and whatnot like like why she doesn't like powerful men and she brings up the fact that he's been cheating on like his mom and he's like no like you found out about that uh in in your 20s you know what i mean yeah, yeah, but she well, that's what she said. She's like, oh, I, I heard you cheating on her in, in my twenties or whatever. And he's like, no. He's like, you saw me cheating on her with another woman when you were five, and you just don't remember. And it's like there was this kind of trauma that her brain decided to just like lock out of her memory, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what yeah. caused her to be that kind of person. Can we have yeah. one? Can I have one final thought about it? Yeah, sure. Fuck the director for putting that game seven clip of the Canucks losing and Kessler crying. <laughs> oh yeah, I briefly oh, saw that too. Oh. <laughs> You're gonna start the movie like that? Are you serious? <laughs> I sit down to enjoy a nice two hour, just let my turn my brain off and not get mad at something, and that happens. 
yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew when I watched that. I'm like, ooh, I'm like, yikes! I'm like, is that why yeah, Raffle picked her? I'm like, is that why Raffle <laughs> picked it for him? Is because there's like, yeah. there's a picture yeah. of fucking Kessler crying like a little bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big time, big time triggering. Right. That's all right. Go ratings. Ratings. Rating. Uh, I'll leave the charge on this one. Eight point two. I really liked it. Right. I really liked it. It's breaking oh, the eights. Maybe we have to go back and like actually add our ratings into the. Movies. It's too much time. Shane? <laughs> okay. Uh, is it my turn? Yeah. Yes, sir. Eight, eight nine. Eight, nine. nine. Now that's a big one. I certified though because you liked it that much. I uh, loved that. Eight zero is what I'm giving it. Eight zero. I think. Oh, that's pretty sure a rookie score. It's got to be. Eight, <laughs> yeah, that's a rookie seven, score. Nine. Not a rookie score, dude. Are you kidding Pussy. me? I didn't know giving it an eight would have been a rookie score because I would have that would have dismissed the fact that decimals are involved. I gave it an eight zero. That's a good veteran score. All right, all right. I'll that. I'll defend myself on that one. That's um, a scapegoat score. No, no, no. Please give me your thoughts, everyone. Comment, subscribe, rate, review, and give your thoughts in every single one of those processes. That'd be nice. <laughs> is, is it processes or is it processes? I think I've heard people say that before. I think I don't know. You're <laughs> yeah, asking, so. dude, you're, dude, you're asking the wrong fucking guy. Yeah, process is what you have in your computer. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you use. It's what your brain uses to try and process what you're going to say, Chuck. Yeah, which I don't really have a lot of those. So yeah, processing power is still stuck on Windows 97, right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty limited. Sorry, process 380 bucks. How about that? Oh, baby, try 1400 on for size. Forgot about it. Another boner. <laughs> Let's go. Um, okay, so it's my pickup for the world. We'll wrap it up. I'll choose a movie. We'll yeah, going. Uh, we are gonna start choosing some bad movies. We're throwing them in there, throwing a little a little branch through the spokes. Uh, Snakes <laughs> on a plane is the choice. Snakes on a plane, starring Samuel L. Jackson and a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of bullshit. So wait, Samuel Jackson's and Snakes. Oh on a yeah, plane? dude. Have you, you know the line? You know the line from the movie, right? I'm tired of these. I'm not going to say the rest. Don't say the rest. You know yeah. what, Josh? I'm tired no. of these. Have you never heard anything about Snakes on a Plane? Bro, this is actually going to be a big moment Josh. for you. Snakes what? on a Plane was like a meme when we were in like, dude, what, dude. fourth grade or something stupid? Boys, you have to remember, like, I told you before we recorded, because, Elijah, you had announced your pick, and I, I thought you were joking. Dude, I'm terrified of snakes. Like, I'm going to be covering <laughs> I'm gonna be covering my eyes this entire fucking movie. Oh, dude, just think about it. When you're watching it, under your couch could be coming something. So, dude, shut yeah, you up. never know. You'd be when surprised you go- how they get in there. Once you get them in, you can't get them out. Yeah, it's true. Okay, fuck um, off. Pay it, watch it attentively because there's a line, a famous line that Sam says. He's got a lot of them out there. One of the most famous will come up in there. I'm just gonna read how fucked up. How fucked up would it be if one of the snakes just came through that little ventilation hole above Josh's right shoulder? Oh, dude, I could see that happening. Do you feel something on your leg? Dude, fuck off. What if I brought a snake to our next podcast live? Like, you're not my you're not coming over. Like I a podcast. No. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. No uh, episode 14 is in the books. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we do appreciate all the listeners, and we would love your help. So please rate and review. Please share with your friends. I feel like we're some funny fuckers. So maybe tell one or two people about it. That would be awesome. That's good alliteration. Um, thank you. Uh, once again, DraftKings promo code THPN. Uh, at sign up. Literally, what, what did I say? THN. I said THN? Yeah. That's a tough no. look. Come on. THPN. 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 
think think of uh, think who's got the list in cartoons? A Daffy Duck or Elmer Fudd? Do either have a list? Both. Either way, just think of sipping, but have a list. Sipping. Sipping. No, it's how it's sipping on gin and juice. It's Mike, Mike Tyson would Mike say sipping. Yeah, Mike Tyson. Sipping. Yeah, so <laughs> so at Trap Kings, at sign up, use promo code sipping. And THPN. Literally, you don't even have to deposit. You can to do this. If you don't even want to gamble and you want to help us out, just go sign up, use promo code Thippin, and we're, you're helping us out. That's just a G move. That's big time G move by you. So thank you. THPN Thippin. Thippin. Uh, thank you once again. We'll be back on Thursday. Happy hockey to you. There will be three games played in that time. So let's fucking go. Go Canucks. Three game win streak. That's a good thing to celebrate. Hello. Uh, that's it. That's all, everyone. Oh, harder, baby.